So for everyone who has been paying attention to drones for the last uh, year, two years, three years, you might know the drone girl. Her name is Sally French. She lives in California. <laughs> She's a big advocate for flying drones safely. She's traveling around the world talking about science, technology, uh, I think encouraging girls to get involved in drones. Welcome, Sally. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got started flying drones. When was the first time you saw one? Yes. So the first time that I saw a drone was back in 2013. Uh, and I actually heard of them before I saw them. Uh, I was a journalism student and I needed one more credit to graduate. And weirdly enough, my school, the University of Missouri, was offering a drone journalism class. Um, and it was pretty much the only thing that fit in my schedule. At the time, I had no idea what a drone was. I didn't have a background in engineering or anything, but I took it because that's what fit in my class and I got totally hooked. Um, so that was really the first time that I ever flew a drone. It was just before the DJI Phantom came out. So we were flying DJI flame wheels and flying is, is a stretch. Crashing is probably the better word for what we did. Um, it's crazy to see how far drones have come since just really only 2013, not too long ago. Yeah, I, I remember um, the first one I saw was, I think, an S800 or an S900, one of those big uh, big drones carrying, it wasn't a DSLR, but um, when it came out, when I saw it, I was working on a real estate video, blown away by it, and the guy who... Um, the guy who was flying it said, oh, they're about to come out with this new one called the Phantom. You should wait and try it. And he was totally right. It got me hooked. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember getting the first Phantom and saying, this is so easy to fly compared to what they used to have. And now I would never even trust myself to fly a Phantom one, considering just how far they've come. Tell me about uh, the Drone Girl. You know, it's a, it's a website. It's a Twitter handle. It's your persona. Tell me how that started and how it's grown. Yeah, so as I said, I was a journalism major, and they always said journalists need to have a blog, a personal blog, um, especially now that newspapers are dying. Uh, people don't subscribe to the New York Times anymore, but they do still consume more information than ever before, um, and often that's in things like a blog. And so at the time, I honestly didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but I just started a blog to upload my drone videos. I ended up getting a Phantom because I loved what I had learned in the class so much. And I just thought I needed a spot to post my drone videos. And so if you look at my old blog posts, they're really bad. Um, and I just realized there wasn't a lot of information about drones. I had so many questions about, you know, what to do with the RC transmitter and what all the controls meant. And I realized there's no information out here. I should actually start blogging news and information and tips. Um, and so that's really how it came about. Um, I could have done, you know, a fitness blog or a food blog like everybody else, but I decided I was going to do a drone blog. And, and at the time, there weren't too many. And probably not very many run by women either, right? I mean, that, that's a unique part of it. I think a lot of reasons why women don't fly drones is because they just don't see anybody like them. They go to an RC field and it's all guys. And so they just automatically feel like an outsider and, and nobody wants that. Um, so I really try to focus with my blog on making an effort to interview women uh, to whenever I use a stock photo of someone flying a drone to make sure that it's a, a woman um, because I really want to sort of normalize it and, and show other women it's okay. There's people like you out there. Absolutely. And I, and I do think it's becoming, I mean, just from YouTube, I see a lot more women FPV pilots posting um, 
and and more um, just I feel like more inclusiveness, not just with women, but also with older people, younger people. You know, you're, you're seeing a pretty good community start to develop. Yeah, and that's so cool about drones is you don't need to have any special skill. And I love it, whether your background is engineering or marketing or real estate or whatever, you can get into it. And, and the funny thing about that, you know, at least I find this funny, is that um, most people look at the more expensive drones, you know, you'll say, oh, okay, this is like a Phantom 4 Pro or an Inspire, and they think, oh, that's got to be really hard to fly. And actually, the more expensive ones are easier to fly, right? Totally. And I always tell people when you start flying a drone, get the cheapest one. Yes. Um, one, because don't make a big investment. But I'm like, if you can fly a cheap, easy drone that costs you $50, then as soon as you pick up that Phantom, it'll be so easy. Do you, do you have a favorite cheap, easy drone? Like one that you recommend? I, I have one, but I'm just curious if you have a brand in mind. In terms of just a cheap drone, um, you know, I think UDI, Force One, they make good quality drones, but really just get the cheapest one. Like, don't spend more than $60 on it. Whatever Amazon has for cheap, I say buy that one. Back to the drone girl. Um, tell me about what what year did you start your blog and, and how quickly did it rise to kind of the level it's at? And just give us some idea. I mean, how many how many people regularly follow you? Yeah, so I started in 2013 and really didn't think anything of it. I'd post it on my Facebook page and ask my friends, like, like this on Facebook. And I was getting, you know, two followers, my mom and my dad. Um, and so the first few years, it was really just for me. Um, I know a lot of people start blogs with the intention of making money and, you know, trying to work the SEO and work the affiliate links. Um, and that's, that's fine if you want to do that, but that was never my intent to begin with. But I would definitely say once, you know, drones sort of hit the mainstream, that's also when my blogs started becoming popular because you just have all these people who have no background in RC who are Googling you know, these really basic questions. And my blog answered those just because I was curious um, to have answers. Um, so I guess sort of like Phantom 2, Phantom 3 period, that's when drones started to become a lot more mainstream. Um, and that's sort of when I noticed. And, and you can tell it's like when when all the conferences started, when inner drones started, which I think was Three years ago, that was sort of the pickup for, I'm sure, the whole industry, not just my blog. And so just out of curiosity, is uh, drone the Drone Girl your full-time gig? No, it's not. And I feel like it, you know, it could be, but I have a full-time job that I love and another part-time job that I love. Um, I also work at MarketWatch, which has been a great compliment to, to keeping up the drone blog. Um, they're a finance news site, but I get to write about drones for them. Um, so it's sort of nice to double dip in, um, and, and write about drones for MarketWatch and Drone Girl. Um, and then I also personally love fitness and I work at a gym also. Do you envision a day when the Drone Girl would be, you know, a big enough thing to be like, you know, having employees and an office and all that sort of thing? Um, I do have some people who are assisting me um, already with my blog. Um, I have a couple of people behind the scenes who are um, not working full time, but doing um, a little bit of stuff here and there. Um, some people who work on the tech side of my website, um, as well as like copy editing and things like that. Um, so definitely we're sort of getting there, but I'm also, you know, nervous to make the risk. It's such a business question of working for yourself is just, you know, so crazy and figuring out the taxes. <laughs> well, so, so what is the mission of the drone girl? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, when I started, it was really for me, but I think it's grown into creating a community, answering questions. Um, I like the idea of showing um, that drones, you know, drones are for good, that drones aren't just for spying people and um, sort of like dispelling those common myths. And I even hear so many people say, well, it's absolutely illegal to fly drones over people. Um, and saying, you don't know, like, it depends on, you know, the situation and clarifying a lot of misconceptions about drones. You know, I think the FAA is trying, but they haven't done a great job. And I think they'll even say that of um, of making the rules totally clear. Um, so I really try try to clarify that for people. And then increasingly, um, I've really been trying to be inclusive of more women in the drone space. Um Again, you know, there just aren't that many women. So I'm actually putting on an event tomorrow um, in partnership with Intel um, and their head of their drone light show people, the drone light shows that just flew. Over. Whoa, the ones that just did uh, the Olympics. Yes. And they've done light shows over Disney World and Coachella and all the big events. And so their head of drones is actually a woman. Um, and so I think it's really important that we, you know, raise up these women who have done awesome things. So she's coming to to share the Intel secrets um, of how they do that. And so I'm also really working on putting on events um, and highlighting women, not just because they're women, but because they're awesome and because they're putting on these crazy light shows over the Olympics. I actually watched the behind the scenes uh, from the Olympics and the wind and the technical challenges they had were just I mean, they were just off the charts. And I think it might have been the woman who runs it who was being interviewed because she was talking about all the things that could go wrong. But, you know, I, I was just so impressed with how she kept her cool and how awesome it looked. Yeah, and they've done cool events all over the place. I loved their Wonder Woman show to promote the movie and they flew drones in the Wonder Woman logo. Um, so they do awesome stuff. Tell me a little bit about just kind of the the main communication channels you use is it mostly instagram is it mostly twitter or or your blog or a little bit of all those yeah that's a good question i would definitely say ultimately most of my traffic comes from google and i think it just stems from people are just googling questions about drones and one of my po most popular articles is about battery life um because there's just so much unknown about how to how to charge or discharge a battery. Um, so Google is where most of my traffic comes from, as I'm sure it is for most people. Um, but I have most of my audience on Twitter. Um, I was unfortunately a little late to the Instagram game. I just like was like, eh, I don't like really have, I don't want to show pictures of myself. <laughs> so I didn't make an Instagram until like last year. So my Instagram following is <laughs> kind of weak. Um, but, you know, Twitter has been so great to communicate news. And that's really what my blog focuses on is drone news. So Twitter has been good. Um, it's definitely my biggest way of reaching people for sure. And, and I have noticed uh, you've been doing more videos lately. Um, are you are you ramping up your YouTube game? Yeah, you know, somebody told me, they're like, you need to make YouTube videos. But, you know, as you know, making videos is such an ordeal. Like, writing a blog post I can do in my pajamas in my bed at 4 a.m. or 4 p.m. or whatever. But that, that's, that's exactly how I do my videos, so that's okay. <laughs> I just feel like there's an extra level of production. Like, I need to get someone to shoot me now, so now I need to, like, coerce one of my friends, like, I'll buy you dinner if you shoot my video. 
And then you have to spend all this time editing it and make sure this sounds right. Like yeah. video is so much work. I don't know how you do it. You have a huge YouTube following and I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> so, you know, YouTube is a natural fit. I have a much harder time with Twitter and Facebook and, and my actually my daughter though has been a rock star helping me with Instagram. She is four, 14 and when oh, when she came on, I had like 30, um, sub, 30 followers on Instagram. She gets mad when I call them subscribers. Um, and, and now I have over, I don't know, a couple of hundred, maybe even a thousand. It's, it's been growing a lot. So she's been helping me, but she's also the right age. Yeah. I was 14 when Twitter came out. And so I was like all about it. And then Instagram, I was like already too old and past that. <laughs> maybe I'll hire her to work for me. What, what advice would you give if someone, you know, you mentioned earlier about some people want to be a full-time blogger and it's a goal or a YouTuber or whatever, you know, how, how do you get there? And I don't even think you intended to get there. You kind of got there somewhat by accident, but, but now that you've done it, what advice would you give? Yeah, my first advice would be to stick with it. I know a lot of people just want to know, how do I get 500 Instagram followers in a day? And you can if you pay for bots, um, but that's not really a meaningful following. Um, and so I think a lot of it is just time and sticking with it and being consistent and posting a new blog post every Sunday. So readers know if I go to this website every Sunday, I've got a new piece of content. Um, being consistent and just not giving up, I think, is is the most important part. Um, but number two, I think you honestly have to have a passion for it. Um, it has become, you know, such a big part of your life. You're updating Twitter every day. So, you know, whether you want to blog about drones or you want to blog about pizza, whatever it is, you have to be aware that you're going to be writing about drones every day. So, so you really have to have that passion. Um, and people can tell if you're writing something just for the SEO. Um, readers know um, they're not dumb versus if you're writing someplace, something from a place of passion. And I'm sure you see that all the time. I see a lot of drone sites that are clearly like just to get Amazon affiliate links. Um, and I wonder if those get a lot of traffic because you can tell that they're just sort of like recycled content. You know, I've, I've even had people take my videos and put them on their channel before. And I'm like, really? I mean, are you expecting what uh, it's, it's mind boggling, but it sounds like consistency and passion and like sort of sincerity is, are the keys. Yeah. Find a way to stand out. Um, whether it's, you know, the, the name that you come up with for your website, um, or blog or whatever. Um, for me, I think I did get really lucky um, because I am a woman. That's an easy way to stand out because you just look different than everybody else. Um, but, you know, I, you know, so many people find great ways to stand out. Um, I know Casey Neistat from YouTube is like super crazy, but he stands out and he's crazy and that helps him stand out. And whether you like him or not, uh, you know, whatever, but you can't deny that you know who he is. Um, so, you know, whether you're doing crazy action sports with your drone or whatever it is, find something that makes you memorable. I try to stay away from crazy, the adjective crazy when it comes to drones. But uh, that's what that's why I get my son involved, because he's uh, he's a lot crazier than me. Um, so so did do you know, just a little aside, do you know or have you ever watched uh, Drone Girl from Ireland? Yeah, a lot, I, I get a lot of her emails because people oh, really? email 
me thinking that I'm her. So, and I'm sure she gets the same thing. You should, you should meet sometime. That would be a cool, uh, cool collab. She, she's just drone girl and you're the drone girl, but, but yeah, um, exactly. It. <laughs> ultimately for me, and, and this is something I just had this light bulb moment not too long ago. What it's all about is building a community, right? At the end of the day, if you can get people, I love it when someone posts a question and then other people answer the question and I don't have to jump in and I, I don't mind jumping in and answering, but but it's gotten to the point now where people are having these conversations on Ready Set Drone that are, you know, autonomous of me, and they're talking about me or they're talking about something else, you know. But it's it's just so cool to see that happen. And it makes your life easier because now you don't have to research an answer to a question. You just get to let somebody else answer it, which is a win-win for everyone. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, have Have you ever Have you ever watched uh, Ken Heron? Do you know who he is? No, I don't know who that is. Uh, you should look him up, Ken Heron. He does a he does a drone show on Thursday nights. It's called Thursday Night Live. It's at um, seven p.m. Central, so five your time. Um, he's he's great guy. Um, you know, just a quick story. He and I met back in May. We did a video together, and um, we uh, we actually did two two videos together. I was in Nashville, which is where he lives. And we did two videos together and we kept in touch ever since then. And I've been on his live show a few times and he's grown it. He's got, you know, several hundred people that watch every week, et cetera. He was in a car accident coming home from his parents' house in or his mother's house in uh, Pennsylvania in December. He was in the hospital, broke his back, had to be life flighted, um, all this terrible stuff. He's okay now, just so you know. But I have to tell you, the community around him and some of the other drone channels on YouTube came together. Um, raised almost $10,000 for him in a GoFundMe, uh, were super supportive. I mean, it was just amazing. And that was that was community. That was people helping each other out, people who like his show and appreciate what he does and understand that, you know, even if you have insurance, an accident like that is pretty um, devastating financially as well as physically. But he's doing great now, and you'd be a great guest on his show. Every, every Thursday, he's looking for guests, and he's had some really great ones on. That's awesome. What a great story. I should definitely reach out to him. How can people uh, follow or get in touch with The Drone Girl? Uh, the best way to find me is on Twitter, at The Drone Girl. Um, you can always email me your questions, um, your crazy stories, at sally at thedronegirl.com. And as we discussed, I need some help on the Instagram following. <laughs> so I'm also Instagram at The Drone Girl, too. Well, I appreciate this. Like I said, I'm going to uh, publish this on Ready, Set, Drone, and then I'm going to hopefully make a uh, podcast out of it as well. I feel like it's what we've been on for quite a while, probably 40 minutes or so, because you got to go in three. Um, so I'm going to get you out on time. Sounds good. I love it. Well, we're going to sign off. Thank you so much for watching. Sally, thanks again for uh, being a part of this. And we will see you uh, next time, audience, on Ready, Set, Drone. Don't forget, oh, by the way, don't forget to subscribe. And don't forget to subscribe to Sally's channel. I'll put a link in there as well. And uh, thanks for watching.